What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast, home of your 2-0 first place Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I am James Yarko, joined as usual by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, and at DH82 underscore Bucks. Happy Monday, everybody. We have a game tonight. Hope you're excited. I know I am. I know David is, and hopefully our guest is. Coming back for yet another preview episode for the second week in a row is, of course, the wonderful Carmen Vitale of Buccaneers.com, staff writer and senior digital content coordinator. Carmen, how you doing? Um, I'm doing great. How are you guys? Oh, fantastic. The day after uh, a week three Sunday and the Buccaneers are still in first place and uh, the Saints and the Falcons slapped each other around and I have to yell at all of my coworkers uh, for the Bengals not helping anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> normal, right? Carmen, we're, we're going to get into this preview here. And of course, the first question that I have to ask is, when will the Buccaneers Le'Veon Bell jerseys be available on the website? <sighs> <laughs> I kid. I kid. It's not happening. No, it's, People are you're not the first person to ask me that either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean David and I figured out how how we could do it, you know, in terms of salary cap, but there's like a point zero 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 one percent chance of that happening. So it's all gonna be fan speculation until he actually gets dealt somewhere. But what we really want to talk about is the fact that Vita Vea returned to practice. However, he will not play in the game tonight, and the Bucs are going to be without defensive tackle Bo Allen, who got injured in the game against the Eagles. So kind of what are the Bucs going to do here at defensive tackle? They were already thin. Now they're even thinner. Uh, one would assume that we're going to see Noah Spence active for this game so that you know maybe they can get Will Golston sliding on, on the inside to defensive tackle. But how do you kind of see that shaping out against the Steelers? Well, this is where that um, flexibility in the rotation that we saw in preseason really comes into play because we have a lot of guys that can go inside and rotate in and out, not just in certain situations, but in all three downs. So, um, you know, even in the preseason we saw, and, and, and so far in the regular season, you know, Jason Pierre Paul has gone inside and he's successful there. I think that Will Golston, will, that's where he's probably going to be slated to slide in as well. Um, he had some success there in the preseason. Um, but, yeah, and I think that this is where your depth at end really comes into play, too. And and Vinny Curry is also one that he's gone in and out, too, and he did that in Philadelphia, so it's nothing new for him either. Um, so, I, I mean, I think that you're going to get a rotation, and, and that's what, you know, they've been wanting to do up front. But now I think it's more out of necessity and it's with some maybe unusual players or a little bit more unusual players on the inside. I'll tell you, Carmen, honestly, I'm, me personally, I'm, not, I'm really not too worried about the defensive line, even without uh, Vea returning and, and without having Allen. But some place that everybody's been concerned with is the secondary, uh, especially mm-hmm. with the Steelers coming in and with Brent Grimes coming back. I mean, we all know it's important, but just how important is that coming in against Pittsburgh? Um, it's crucial, to be honest, and I think that that's actually probably going to help the defensive line more than anything, um, is being able to, you know, have Brent Grimes out there and have that perimeter coverage, and um, it's, it's all related. It's such a domino effect, and so we've seen the defensive line, you know, be able to get a little bit of pressure in the, through these first two games, but we've still seen a ton of points. 
Um, and it's because of the fact that, you know, we have younger guys in the secondary that are having to cover very well-established receivers. Um, and that's not going to change for this game, obviously. You have two of the league's best receivers coming in, um, in Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster, and you also have Ben Roethlisberger, who has been swinging it like crazy. Um, they had the second-ranked passing offense behind us uh, coming into this game. So having that, the coverage in the secondary – it's just going to help because, I mean, this is not Brent Grimes' first rodeo, obviously. And he is just a freak athlete, as everyone knows. Um, so despite the fact that some of these guys have size advantages on him, um, he can go up and get anything, and I would put him against anyone. Yeah, you you have to think that the the impact that Grimes is going to have is, is going to be a big one for the Bucks. The the problem that, that they may run into is the fact that Grimes kind of stays on on one side of the field. They can move Antonio Brown wherever they want to, and that doesn't necessarily mean that that Grimes is going to be the one covering him. I mean, they put him in the slot and line him up against MJ Stewart or, or Ryan Smith or, or whoever. Mm-hmm. You know, Antonio Brown is just – he's – on another level, he's not even human, um, and and that's gonna that's gonna create some problems for for the Bucks secondary. One would think something that that I heard pointed out was the fact that they are starting to kind of shade corners, you know, to one side or the other, and not stick so much in that zone. Um, do you think there's a chance that we may see Grimes kind of kind of shadow Antonio Brown throughout this game, or or is it going to be kind of business is normal for the bucks and just, and just let them take care of what they normally do. Um, you know, to be honest, that could absolutely be, you know, a wrinkle of the bucks defense decides to throw in there. Um, but I do think that they have been having an increase. They have increased confidence in what Ryan Smith is doing and Carlton Davis. Um, I mean, Carlton Davis has had as tough of an introduction to the league as anybody could ever have essentially. And you, you see the steady improvement in him, um, throughout the first couple of games. So, um, and the same with Ryan Smith, who was basically the acting veteran um, in the past two games, you know, he's had to kind of take control and um, he's him and uh, Vernon Hargraves are really close. And he said that Vernon has been really instrumental in helping him, you know, mentally, physically, whatever it is. And he's been like the sounding board for him as well. So I honestly think that, you know, with each passing week, the Bucks are getting um, a little bit more confident in even those younger players. So again, it could be, you know, some sort of like where they try to, you know, surprise them and come out with Brent Grimes, go a little bit all over the field. Lord knows again, he's athletic enough to do it, but you know, I, I like I said, I think that the secondary is kind of, they, they're starting to settle in pretty well. And as you said, you know, Pittsburgh has a high octane offense. The Buccaneers have shown they have a high octane offense. Both of these defense are a little suspect at times. And yet somehow the Buccaneers at two and O are going into this game, a one point underdog. So I don't really know how to feel about that, but some of our listeners might know how they feel about it and they should go visit our friends over at my bookie because remember who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with that's why we always tell people to bet with my bookie trust me everyone they are your best bet this season they've been in business for years have great reviews online and their mobile site is easy to use david and i would only recommend a service to our listeners that have been good to us and that's why we're urging everyone to make their way over to my bookie you win they pay they have in-game live betting over unders on fantasy points scored and the most rewarding player perks in the business and right now my bookie is slammed with new betters they want to give everyone the best service possible so if you're willing to wait and make your initial deposit 
after 7 p.m. Eastern. They will give you an additional $25 free play on deposits over $100. All you have to do is join my bookie and they will match your deposit dollar for dollar when you use promo code Locked on 25. Visit my bookie online today. That's M Y B O O K I E. And don't forget to use promo code locked on 25 L O C K E D O N number two, number five. When creating your account, you'll get your dollar for dollar bonus. You'll get your $25 free play on deposits over a hundred dollars. You play, you win, you get paid. And we should of course mention that, uh, Carmen and the Buccaneers are in no way affiliated with my bookie. It is strictly through the locked on podcast network, but we appreciate their business. Let's see. (laughs) (laughs) My pleasure. After the first couple of weeks, you know, the Buccaneers run game hasn't exactly been what a lot of people thought it was going to be. That's not to say that Peyton Barber has been playing poorly. A lot of what he's been doing doesn't show up on a stat sheet. It doesn't really matter that he only ran for 1.4 yards per rush against the Eagles when he was doing such a phenomenal job at picking up the blitzes and, and the pass protection. He was running really well against the Saints in the first half of that game. Things kind of got away you know, with the, the short drives and, and the deep passes by Ryan Fitzpatrick. So there has been that slow start, and the Steelers' run defense is currently ranked 30th in the NFL. Are we going to see kind of an uptick in the running game? Is there going to be more of a focus on that, do you think? Or is Munkin just going to continue to call what he's been calling because it's been working so well? Well, they talked about it this week a lot. Um, and I know even on the Allie and Donovan show, which if you guys haven't checked out yet with Casey Phillips, it's great. It's their little TV show now. Um, they mentioned about how they know that getting the run game is involved is, is important and they need to focus on it. Um, Coach Munkin said the same thing, but he also said, you know, I'm also going to keep calling what's working. Um, and, you know, the, the, so far it's, it's been a pr- pretty lopsided and it's made the Bucks offense a little bit one-dimensional. But at the same time, you know, if it's working, it's working, and you're going to get points on the board however you can. And it was a good point that you made about Peyton Barber and what he's been able to do in pass protection because, I mean, this that whole – you know, play calls that you've seen and the exciting, you know, long plays, explosive plays that we've been seeing don't work without running back blocking and picking up blitzes and all that kind of stuff. So he's on the same page, you know, with the rest of the offense um, and he's been contributing in that way. But I think you're definitely going to, he's gonna, they're going to try at least to get this run game a little bit more involved, knowing that the Steelers defense has not been able to have an answer for for a run game so far this season um but it is a it is a priority and and that's what both Ali and Donovan said is that you know they need to give Peyton more opportunities to get through the middle and get this offense a little bit more balanced and it'll take the pressure off of uh Fitzmagic so he won't necessarily have to be as magical um but we're still hoping just you know (laughs) for that gotta ride that Fitzmagic carpet ride while we while we can (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I actually, so uh, earlier this week on uh, on Bucks Nation, I wrote, I did I did a little thing. First time I've done it this season, basically kind of like my personal game plan. I mean, it's only five bullets, so it's not obviously a full game plan, nor uh, should it ever be. But, um, yeah, I mean, something I noticed just watching the Steelers' defense against the Browns and, and the Chiefs is there's, there's some opportunities to run there. I know that. Uh, Pittsburgh's defensive front and and their front seven like T.J. Watt and guys like you know Cam Hayward are are pretty well respected across the league. But I mean, 
uh, you know, they're human beings and there's definitely opportunities to run. So hopefully we can see Peyton Barber get a little bit more involved. But I mean, if, if the deep ball is there all night, my, you know, by all means on prime time, just uh, light it up, you know. But uh, Carmen, we're getting into bold predictions. And, and just like last weekend, uh, we have some fans or some listeners who called in with their bold predictions. And uh, so we wanted to get your guys' reactions to a couple of those first. Uh, first up was Chef Aaron, who's a, who's a good friend of, of the show. Um, mm-hmm. He's got a, a multi-tiered like wedding cake style uh, <laughs> bold prediction. So, As only a chef is, could. Uh, well, oh, you know, I didn't even do that on purpose. That's, that's <laughs> um, <laughs> Hey, James and David. It's your boy, Chef Aaron, at Chef Aaron 26 on the, on the Twitter, as you like to have us uh, say. Anyways, uh, with this upcoming game, I guess the Steelers have a few predictions here. One I'm going to go with, I think, Peyton Barber gets a touchdown and a 100-yard rushing. I saw that uh, Pittsburgh is currently allowing 4.8 yards per carry, so I think that may have worked in Barber's favor this week. I believe Chris Godwin is going to get 100 yards this week along with a touchdown. I think uh, Mike Evans will get a touchdown as well. And uh, I think Deshaun Jackson may cool off a little bit. I don't know if he'll have over 100 yards, but I do think he'll have a long ball touchdown again. As for the defense... I believe we're going to see a pick this week, and it's going to be from Justin Evans. Those are my picks for this week. Thank you guys for all that you do. Keep up the great work. Go Bucks! We're up to four um, touchdowns right now. We are at four touchdowns we're right up now. To I'm keeping three track. or four. Yeah, yeah. He only gave Deshaun one hard touchdown prediction, but two catches of 55 to 60, which typically is going to be a touchdown. Right. Um, yeah. Good Lord. Chef has like 850 yards of offense and (laughs) 66 (laughs) points. Oh, man. So that's Chef. That's Chef Aaron's prediction. Okay. Well, I don't necessarily um, think that all of those things will happen. Maybe a couple of those things. I do like, in particular, I like two of them because one, Chris Godwin has now had uh, touchdown catch in each of his last three games dating back to last season. So I would love for him to continue that streak. Um, but I also only think that happens if, again, the offense is as explosive as we've been seeing because I think that you're going to try and get the ball maybe to Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson first and Mike Evans especially because he is about to break the record for most passing or most receiving touchdowns in Bucks history. He's, he's yeah. tied with Jimmy Giles right now at 34 and he can break the record with one more. So I think that that's, you know, I want that to happen too. So I like the Chris Godwin touchdown. I like Mike Evans one. But I also only think that the Chris Godwin one happens if, like, the offense explodes for, like, another 400 yards. Yeah, uh, to, to piggyback off yours, I, I don't think Godwin gets 100 in a touchdown, but I do think Godwin does get a touchdown. And if, mm-hmm. if I'm Fitzpatrick, I'm sitting there thinking, well, every time this guy gets a touchdown, we we win. So let's give him the first one. <laughs> like, just let's get that out of the way. Lock in the win in the first quarter. You know, Godwin touchdown. 
Um, I don't know how superstitious Fitzpatrick is when it comes to stuff like that. But we can, we'll go with it. Yeah, that's that's fair. Maybe maybe Munkin's a little more aware of it, so he calls the play to make sure that Godwin gets that early touchdown. Um, well, in the last two games, he's, he's, he apparently just likes to take shots down the field, although that first one against Philly wasn't scripted, so that's right. great. I'll also go with, uh, I think I think Deshaun gets another long touchdown. I'll be with Chef on that one. Um, I don't know about the additional 55 to 65-yard receptions because, yeah, chances are those are going to end up going for touchdowns. But I think we're going to see um, Deshaun become the sole member of the record for most 60-plus-yard touchdown receptions in NFL history because he's tied with Jerry Rice yeah. right now. Um, yeah. Yeah, I I don't see a hundred yards for for Peyton. I could see a touchdown, but I definitely don't see the hundred yards there for uh for Peyton. Um, I won't say it's for lack of trying. I think you know this is another game where the the offensive script kind of gets away from the running game, not even intentionally. Just you know, a couple of short th- two three play drives like we've seen in the first two weeks. You know that's going to take away from the run game. Uh, you know, when you're scoring in, in two plays, you don't have time to run the ball. Who's who's worried about mm-hmm. running the ball? I love when when Munkin dials up the one play 75 yard touchdown drive. Uh, that's a great play call. Yeah, really fun what happens with tight ends too that just go streaking down the sideline like they aren't six six or however old uh, they is. I don't know if he's 6'5 or six six, but he's massive. I would hate to be the safety that got in his way. In fact, I think my ultimate my ultimate dream would be OJ streaking down the field like he was then and Derwin James tried to tackle him and just got blasted five yards down the field, bouncing uh, off of him like he's a rodeo clown. Well, he's already had guys like bouncing off him. He got called for in the preseason. He got called for OPI because the guy just bounced <laughs> off of him. Like, he literally didn't even touch him with his hands. He was just, he ran into him. And what do you expect? He's, he's a tank. He's uh, <laughs> All right. David, what, uh, do you, do you have any reaction? Or are we just going to the next, uh, the next voicemail here? Yeah. I mean, I hope it all happens because as Carmen loves to, to, to discuss, I have Antonio Brown on my fantasy team this weekend. So if, if all of that happens, then Antonio can get me a <laughs> touchdown or two and we'll still be all right. Oh boy. So our next bowl prediction comes from Brian in Connecticut. Hey, James and David. It's uh, your buddy Brian up in Connecticut. Uh, I have a bold prediction for you for uh, this weekend, uh, this Monday night game. I think uh, Carl Nassib gets two sacks. He's got the familiarity with the Steelers uh, being on the Browns. Brian Baldinger had a little highlight uh, package of him uh, earlier this week, and I, I think he uh, – comes through with a big game. Uh, so uh, what do you guys think? Um, I'm going to say I'll, I'll jump in. I'll be I'll be brief. I'm all in on Nassib getting two sacks. That would be fantastic. I really like him a lot. I listened to uh, to his episode of, <clears throat> I think they call it Total Access with, with Casey. Mm-hmm. He was ridiculously entertaining. I enjoyed listening to him a lot. I enjoyed watching him on Hard Knocks. Um, and he's one of the few players that will actually – admit to how much they love playing 
in prime time and, and having that spotlight, you know, most of the guys are like, well, you know, it's, it's just another game, but Nassib came out and said it. Mike Evans came out and said, it. of course we, we get more amped up for, for Monday night or Sunday night. It's prime time. All eyes are on us. We're the only game on. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I really like that. Uh, you know, Nassib seems like a, a really awesome guy. And, you know, if he gets two sacks and puts Roethlisberger on his butt, you know, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. Well, and from, you know, what the Bucks are facing on the defensive line right now. I mean, if you're thinking that some of these guys that are normally on the outside, you know, are going to have to rotate inside, that's going to mean that, you know, he might get some more, a little bit more work um, at end. And, yeah, I saw that um, Baldinger – what did he call it? Baldinger breakdown or something like that? Yeah, something um, like that. Yeah. So he I, – I, but I, I watched that on him. Um, fun little thing from actually just a couple of days ago. I was sitting in our dining room and um, with one of my coworkers, and Carl comes in, and this is later in the afternoon, and he just stopped us. And I haven't really had a chance to actually like have it have a full on conversation with him. And he goes, um, "Do you guys know where I can get any coffee?" And I was like, "He's like, I've got like three minutes before I go in the meeting, and I'm dying, and there's none here." And I was like, "Well, we can go to the sales room. I'm sure they still have some in their break room." And he goes, "Would you take me there?" Like he was so desperate for just like this, like this, just straight up cup of coffee. So I took him to our sales break room, and there he is, just like there's like one little thing left, and he just pushes the thing down in his little styrofoam cup, and it was just putting his little coffee together. And he's like, I don't know, he's like, I got hooked on some coffee this preseason, and I just need it sometimes. He's like, I would have. He's like, you're you're an angel. Thank you for getting me coffee. And I was like, I, dude, I don't even know what to say right now, but you're so welcome. <laughs> like, so excited about this really like, I'm sure it was stale cup of coffee that had been sitting there like <laughs> the morning, but it was great. So he's right. become one of my favorites. Right. The moral of that story. Oh yeah, I he he just seems like a like a fun time. Yeah, he's one of those guys yeah. that you you listen to or or you hear about, and you're like, you know what? I'd like to have a beer with that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or a cup of coffee. Or a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so, David, uh, is that that was it for the voicemails, right? Yeah, those are the two uh, fan bowl predictions that we're going with. All right, so that means we have to move on to our bowl predictions. So we will kick it over to our guest first. Carmen, what is your bold prediction for Monday Night Football? Guys, I am so tempted to go out on top from last week. (laughs) 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 I think everything that I predicted last week came true. Um, Although, uh, upon further review, while Levante did get another fumble recovery at the end of the game, the Eagles also had a takeaway during the game, during that um, fluke O.J. Howard where the ball bounced off him. Right. Um, oh, yeah. And so they had to take away two, so they moved up one. So we, the Bucks, did not move into, we're not tied then with the Eagles. They're still number four in takeaways since 2016. So it didn't quite happen, <laughs> um, that second one. But it was just, yeah, it was one of those things where I was like, all of these things are coming true. And now I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> um being wrong gets easier the more it happens i can tell you from experience (laughs) the bucks held the eagles to under 100 yards rushing um okay 
I am going to say that I actually want to go with and, and agree with Chef um, that Peyton Barber will get 100 yards. Wow. You heard it here. Carmen agrees with Chef. 850 yards of total offense and 11 touchdowns. <laughs> no, no, <I'm> not <laughs> but I just think that this offense has to become a little bit more balanced at some point or another. And why not against these third worst rushing defense, right? Yeah, I, it, it definitely makes sense. I just, and I, I, I want that for Peyton because I want him to get his first touchdown of the year. And, and he's been so good in the stuff that doesn't show up on the stat sheet and being that workhorse. So I think that he gets some recognition. But I just, as much as I would love Fitz to sustain this ab- absolutely abnormal pace that he's on, there's just no way that it can happen and you need to have some sort of complimentary run game in order to not put so much pressure on him. So um, if we want Fitz magic to go on for longer, I think we need to start balancing the offense out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause he's on pace right now to throw for like over 6,000 yards and yep. I don't think it's going to yep. happen. And he still wouldn't yeah. win the MVP because Pat Mahomes would. Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Oh, God, oh my stupid. God. Oh, it's so stupid. Oh, it's just like that. I was actually watching or seeing highlights from that game in the stat line. I was like, maybe Fitz can sustain this if Pat uh-huh. Mahomes can do it. <laughs> it's clearly possible, uh-huh. but I don't really know if Pat Mahomes is human. Um, so, you know, we'll see. Pat- Patrick is my Mahomes boy. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. There's a free fantasy football name for you. Enjoy that. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, David, what's your bold prediction? I like, I like to get fun with mine, right? So the Steelers have had so the Steelers have the killer bees, right? Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Ben Roethlisberger. And they've had drama with two of the three. So this week they need to have drama with the third, which is Ben oh, throwing no. three interceptions on Monday night. Oh, I thought you were gonna Ooh. talk about him going to one of the, you know, clubs on Dale Mabry. That's no, we're going to get into that kind of bent drama. <laughs> let's, not, let's not go down that road again with him. Yeah, yeah no. no we're, we're staying on the football field with this one. Okay. All right. <laughs> Excellent. So three three interceptions. Yep. Oh. By who? By who? This will be the... Ooh. Oh, by who? Well, so I'll go with Chef. I'll say Justin Evans gets one. I'm going to go with Ryan Smith because I just want him to have one. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, Brent, I mean, in his return. He's, he's got to get one. Okay. All right. So all the Although well, I do I, feel like if there's actually three, one of them's going to a linebacker and I didn't name one. So, but that's all right. Those are my three picks. Well, I, I was going to go with Brent Grimes gets an interception in the first quarter, but I'll, I'll stray away since you predicted the Brent Grimes interception of Roethlisberger. And I will go with um, Ryan Fitzpatrick. We'll have five touchdowns and no turnovers for the second time this season. That's what I'm going with. Five total touchdowns, not just five total touchdowns. Not necessarily passing, but Ryan Fitzpatrick will be the curator of five touchdowns for the Buccaneers on Monday night. No turnovers. I I just don't like him rushing. And lowering yeah. and doing things like that. I don't like that. 
He's got the power. He's bigger than Joe Hayden, so if he lines up against Joe Hayden on the goal line, he can push over him pretty well. All right. It'd be like Steph Curry trying to tackle OJ Howard. It'd be glorious. (laughs) Is that that a thing? (laughs) No, but it should be, just because I don't like Steph Curry. (laughs) Boy. Um, Wow, okay. Yeah, I hope that happens. All right, so let's go ahead and move over to our predictive offensive and defensive players of the game. And Carmen, we'll we'll kick it over to you again. Okay, well, it's a lot harder than I was thinking. There's levels to this. Um, let's go defensive first, and I'm going to say Gerald. I, okay. He really wants Ben. Like he. I've talked all week about how hard it is to bring Big Ben down. And I think especially with kind of the thin interior depth at tackle, people are going to be kind of counting that out. Um, and I think that he just goes off. Um, there's part of me that wants to say Vinny Curry's going to go off too because he does really well in, in Monday night games. He's like six and three um, on Monday night. I don't know. One of those guys. We'll say we'll someone on the defensive line. And then offensive, I mean, I want to say Peyton um, because I said that, but um, it might just fit. <laughs> That's the easy one, right? It's just Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's the low-hanging fruit. Does. I know, it is. It's very low-hanging fruit, but I'm the first one to go, so you might as well pick it, right? That's right. Let's go Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> and he accounts for all five of those touchdowns that you said he did. That's he right. Does. All right, David. Uh, so on defense, I'm going to go with Justin Evans. Uh, I just I feel like his his uh, the, the improvement we've seen this season uh, from an already impressive first year and his his aggressiveness and uh, I, I think underrated ball skills a little bit outside of Tampa anyway. And combined with Ben Roethlisberger's aggressiveness and his tendency to try to throw over the defense when he's on the run, I think that. Uh, Justin's going to be able to kind of cherry pick a couple floaters out there, um, hopefully. So, so yeah, I'm going to go Justin Evans on defense. And then on offense, I'm going to go Mike Evans. I just I don't feel like the Steelers have anybody in their secondary that can possibly uh, guard him for four quarters without uh, mm-hmm. some help from the referees. And I don't think they're going to get enough help from them either. So All right. Well, for mine, I'm going to have to – Echo Carmen, because if my bull prediction comes true, obviously Ryan Fitzpatrick would be my predictive offense player of the game. For defense, I'm going Quan Alexander. Um, The linebackers have gotten absolutely zero love on this show, uh, this episode. And so if I'm going to pick someone to be the defense player of the game out of the linebacking core, I'm going to stick with the uh, guy with the flaming hot Cheeto hair, and it's going to be Quan Alexander. (laughs) I was actually thinking that, like, I was. Was going through, I was like, oh, I should have mentioned Quan. <laughs> He's just so I good. I mentioned him as, as one of my players to watch because he does. I mean, he does like fly all over the field, and he needs to settle down on a lot of stuff. But he has forced two fumbles, one in each game. He got his first sack mm-hmm. last game since 2016. Like he's doing something right, and he's doing oh, yeah. well. All right. Well, before we move over to our score predictions, real quick, if you want to witness live in person all of these bold predictions come true and there be all kinds of records set because we set the bar really high on these bold predictions thanks for that (laughs) chef um check out our friends over at vivid seat 
Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events that you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in a certain section and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and our promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. And yes, I have Vivid Seats pulled up on my computer right now. There are tickets available through Vivid Seats for tonight's game. So get your behinds down to Ray J and cheer the Bucks <laughs> on. Carmen, Woo. over to you. That I can <laughs> <laughs> what is your prediction for the final score? Oh, well, nothing in this league makes sense right now. Like, no, it I'm really, really doesn't. To actually, like, no, the Buffalo Bills won today. The NFC North right now. I, I, I don't, I don't understand anything. But <laughs> so I want to say that like this is going to come down to like the defense or something because you have two of the most high-powered offenses in the league. And I want to say that just because everything is, you know, inside out, that this is going to be a low-scoring game. So there might be a bold prediction on top of a score prediction, but it's going to be uh, 21-17 bucks. All right. David? I think this game is going to come down to one of two gentlemen that nobody's talking about right now leading up to the game. And the final score is going to be 35-34 to 34 because – James, the the game winning point will come from Chandler can kick and Zaro. Oh my gosh! Oh. All right, I oh, made God. my <laughs> I made my score prediction already on the Wednesday episode, but I will reiterate it here. I am over two this season. I have picked the Saints to win. I have picked the Eagles to win, and the Buccaneers have come out and just absolutely laid it on them. So why mess with a good thing? I'm taking the Steelers 36 to 34 because on one of those Fitzpatrick touchdowns, can't kick and Zaro is going to win the extra point. So 36, 34 Steelers. Um, and again, I will fall on the sword for all of you. I will pick against the Bucks every single week if this is how they play on Sundays or in this case on I held my Monday. breath a little bit. I didn't know if you were going to take the bait on that one, but I, I was like, don't pick him. Don't pick him. <laughs> no, no, I'm uh, just like just like the Bucks are are riding with Fitz Magic. I will I will ride this until the wheels fall off, uh, and I will pick against them every single week as long as they continue to win. Mm-hmm. All right, well, Carmen, thank you so so much for joining us on on yet another preview episode. Of course, you can find everything that Carmen is doing over at Buccaneers.com and make sure you're following her on Twitter at Carmi V. That's C-A-R-M-I-E, the letter V. Yeah. All right. And the moment you've all been waiting for, I've been I've been pumping this all weekend. Real quick, we'll get this out of the way. We are giving away, courtesy of our friends over at Smack Apparel. Six, yes, six down with magic t-shirts. Here are here's the one way you can enter. You have to be in the area and able to pick up the shirt yourself. You will be meeting with Wayne 
over at the Brick House Tavern on North Dale Mabry. And in order to enter, you have to tweet at Locked On Bucks, at Smack Apparel, use the hashtag Down With Magic, and send us your favorite Buccaneers GIF. Okay? We will select yeah. six of you by noon. Okay, six of you by noon will win one of these Down With Magic t-shirts, courtesy of Smack Apparel, to be picked up between 5 and 6 p.m. at Brick House Tavern on Northdale Mabry. Remember, at Locked On Bucks, at Smack Apparel, hashtag Down With Magic, your favorite Buccaneers gif. Also, make sure you're sending in your voicemails to get entered in to win the autographed Quan Alexander jersey. Give us a call at 813-444-5841. Make sure you're checking out everything going on over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DH82 underscore Bucks. Hope you all enjoy the game. If you're going, enjoy yourselves. Stay safe. Be nice. Be courteous. Don't pour beers on Steelers fans heads or anything like that. They're going to be sad enough. Okay. (laughs) Just kind of let them be. We would like to thank each and every one of you for joining us right here at locked on Bucks. Uh, David, we, we lost you there. No, I thought somebody was saying something. Oh, okay. This is going to be an editing nightmare. <laughs>